Captains Rusano and Williams. Commander Liu. Recording has begun. Please begin your podcast. Computer, set ship to autopilot, please. Commencing self-navigation. All systems. A-OK. All right, guys, that's it. We're ready to get it going. Captain Williams, Commander Liu, let's press the button. You are listening to the Morning Alarm, the universe's most powerful, 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 powerful podcast, 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 podcast. Speaking about Hulu, following the mainframe Twitter, as we discussed in the last episode of Morning Alarm, you were just talking about a show, Mr. Williams, before we pressed record on this new episode. That is not recording directly after the last episode. We're totally in another day. So, what what was the show you were talking about? The past. Oh yeah. With Aaron, with the awesome, with the awesome Aaron Hall. Oh, what's he from? I've never heard of him. Oh, he plays on. Well, he played famously. You know, say for all those seasons on Breaking Bad. Honestly, I want to say I never was a part of the discussions with Todd. And the geeks of the round crew with Breaking Bad. Have are you an advocate watcher of Breaking Bad, H? Yes. I wish instead of the brother the day the brother in law got killed in Breaking Bad, Jesse was killed too. Hmm. Mm. I did really? not like I did not like Jesse in that show. Oh man. I mean I mean, yeah, I mean of course you're not gonna you're not gonna totally like him because because he, you know, say because he's the, because he's a little skeevy little little drug dealer guy and shit like that. You supposed you're supposed to like, you're supposed to feel for, you know, say feel for my man Heisenberg because he's, you know, say Walter because he's, you know, say because he's this guy down on his luck teacher. You know, I'm saying he's, you know, I'm saying he's he's basically dying and he, he's trying to figure out how he, insurance got canceled. Never, you're supposed to like him, but eventually you start to realize that he's becoming. More, you know, say more of the monster in that situation, though it, it it's becoming way beyond, you know, say a heartfelt. I got to do something here. To more, he, he becomes he becomes the monster, and, and and Jesse sort of becomes the guy who's who's trying to who's trying to pick up the pieces of of, of what the fuck happened with his partnership and everything, and, and and trying to and trying to figure it all out right now. So it's 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 a lot of it's it's really psychological. I, I think overall, Breaking Bad became really psychological because it's like who. Who do you side with? Where you know, say where where do you stand on situations like this? You know, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like different little storylines there. Even with even when it came to the to the two bro, you know, the two two brothers that that wanted the exact revenge. You know, say I'm saying on on Hank. It's like you know, it's like thinking about you know, say how they grew up and how and you know, saying how they and how I believe that you know, saying. Oh, you talk about the fucking assassins. Yeah. Like even thinking about how they grew up and, and, and that scene when they were kids and everything like that, how he how he chose to handle that situation between them two. It's like it it, it gives you a lot of moments to con- to converse with people and really think like, how do you feel about that situation? How do you feel about how Skyler handled the situation with Walter and everything like Skyler's that? I mean, a bitch. It, 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 everybody it, agrees. Everybody knows. Duh. Real. That I mean, really, is 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 it really as simple as all of that? I mean, I understand yep. how people can feel that way, but is it really as simple as all of that? Yep. I didn't think she was a bitch. I think she was a typical woman in that position. Wow, that's that's. I'm not gonna racist. sit there and say she was a bitch. I'm gonna say she was actually trying. She made the best out of a situation that she could have. She knew damn well typical she couldn't divorce woman. him because she then be obligated to testify. If you stay with him, you're in an uncomfortable position that you're putting your children in. I have a newborn up, and I have a crippled son. I don't have a son that can handle himself. If something was to go down, and they unfortunately, all money. he was crippled. He was a handicap. So she wasn't the typical bitch. She's an actual. So that makes him less than, is what you're saying? No. Well, yes, it does. He's not Ivar the Boneless who could handle himself with the sword. He wasn't a street smart kid. He was just a normal kid living in a normal American society. His father chose to do what he did. Because A, his father was a brilliant scientist who was smart as shit, and he saw, you know what? Cancer could go one or two ways. You could be cured, or it can kill you. 
and he he did all the math. And I love that one thing I loved about that show, how he looked at all different variables for his wife and kids to survive on the money that they would have been left with. And he knew there was no money like that to survive for them. So he was smart. You know what? Yeah. Was he stupid about it in a way? Yes. Yeah, because if he was smart, he would have ended it like in season four. Yeah, but that's not good TV. Right. Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. It's not. It's not good TV for him to end it. Then he's he, he, he's becoming. I mean, come on. How that the whole point of it is that is that anybody that, you know, can. It's not that it wasn't good. Honestly, why would he end it in season four? He's starting to taste real money. He's starting to taste real power. That's why he wanted to keep going. But you know, but then you start, but then you start getting in deep with guys like you know, what I'm saying, with guys like Gus and everything like that. I mean, it just, it, I mean, it, Gus is dead at the end of season four. I mean, but what I'm saying is, I mean, even through that situation where it was like completely dysfunctional, it was completely dysfunctional. He got in with that situation, it became way too big. I mean, him and Jesse started to, you know, started to fall out, and then you get, you know, what I'm saying? and then it's like. It's like he didn't. It's like he didn't want. It's like basically he kind of got mixed in. You know, what I'm saying way too far in at, at that point, and all of a sudden he wanted to simplify it and get back to him and Jesse. It was like it, it, he probably should have stopped it. it. It just seemed like he really didn't want where it was really, really going. He didn't really want it to get as big and to be as. But it's like almost like it's like almost once. But it's like once he had to confront Gus and, and, and he he killed him. It was like at that point he was he was starting to get you know what I'm saying too far gone that they even want to stop at that point. So he probably should have stopped it then, because after because after he after he took Gus out and he Jesse, was really no. I can't remember what exactly drove Jesse to go the way he did, but Jesse was his own worst enemy. Well, he felt. I mean, he felt like he felt like Walter was Walter was coming in. Mister White was coming in and 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 kind of acting like it's. It's all him that did. He's that did. But it wasn't all him. Let's be real. Without Walter, Jesse was a nobody, making some cheap, shitty ass drug. But it was his connects, though. It was it it was his connect. It was him pulling them into that world for him to be able to really put that out to people. Though bullshit. Hank Hank brought Walt into the world. He saw Jesse as someone who could help him maybe sell the product. Look at it clearly. Hank brought him in in episode one on the ride along. He didn't bring him into the world. Yeah, but see. that's that ride along is what brought him into the world. He, but it could have been just thinking. as much as he could have watched a fucking scared straight on television. He could have watched a meth documentary. <laughs> I mean, it could have been anything really. Yeah, but you look at it like that. Hank and that ride along brought him into the world. Got him, got him thinking. Jesse was the outlet to start selling. But exactly. who did who did who did Walter go and make deals with? Chuko. Then Gus. Well, basically, Jesse had nothing to do with that. Walt made deals with anybody above whoever his point of contact was. Like he would meet somebody, and then he would immediately supersede that person, and go go to the next rung on the ladder. And you think about and- it. During that whole time they were working for Gus, they were getting paid six million dollars, and he was splitting it. Between him and Jesse, fifty-fifty. Yeah, that should have been. Okay. Eventually, took, eventually, yeah. And then once he took Gus out of the equation, Homeboy went from making six million to making a hundred and eighty million in like, what was it, three months? Everything he did with and to Gus was bad. Gus was definitely, as far as drug dealers go and cartel lords, you know, he was on the up and up for the That's most part. Hard as shit. He was one you want to work for, you know, if if you're going to be in that game. You can't get better than Gus in that game, and yet Walt still wanted more. I have to agree. The way Gus Vampire was brilliant. You use your businesses at the front, and you 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 a whole other business that that to hide the whole thing. But I mean, he brought he brought him the most perfect guy to come in there and 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 help him and help him get this work done perfectly, and he didn't want it. He still he like he longed he longed for his bromance. He longed for Jesse. He longed for the imperfectness that was Jesse. He I I I think I think he went back after Jesse because Hank gave Jesse the beatdown, and he was afraid Jesse would spill the beans on him. Well, he said as much any damn way after that beat. He said as much. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, but I mean, I think 
I think honestly though, I think honestly, I mean, he he knew, he saw it though. I mean, every every day he worked, every day he worked with that guy. He just felt like it was. I think that's what the whole theme. I didn't get it at first about with the fly being in there. I mean, but I but I realize now like like Jesse was that fly. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You know what I'm saying? He's he's a little bit annoying, but you know what I'm saying. But it's like. You know, I, I, I think that's what the representation, the symbolism of that fly kind of being there. Aside from the whole him trying to, him trying to kill a goddamn thing and and, and pretty much wrecking a bunch of no, shit. No, you're kind of right oh, there. I mean, that's a pretty. I'm gonna be disappointed in you if I find out this is like some popular internet theory, because that's 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 pretty damn on point. And I never, and I've not seen that anywhere. Or that's a pretty. Thing, you want to know something? Theory. I never thought that way neither. I never saw Jesse as the fly, but that's a good comparison. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, at first it was like they was really centering it on, and I and I really wasn't getting it. But then I thought after a while, I thought like, yeah, that that could be Jesse. He he he's a, he like he's annoying. He's imperfect, but it's like he he wanted he wanted Jesse. He didn't want this guy who was just who was just so great and so perfect and so well schooled. And he wanted he wanted his bromance back. You know what I'm saying? But even yeah, even before was. even before the beating, you can you can see that he you can see that he, he didn't won- really want that guy. He wanted his non-crippled son back. I think there was a thing in that they were they were getting at. Oh, of course. I mean, of course. I mean, of course. Former former student, you know, say former student that he that he bumps back into. I mean, yeah. I mean, that that definitely was a that definitely was more of a dysfunctional father son, you know, some relationship going on between those two. Absolutely. I look at it. Jesse was the fuck up. Walter tried to be a father to him, but couldn't get through to him. Mike seemed to get through to Jesse better than. Walter did, and Walter saw that as a problem. You think so? You think mm. he sent him to Belize at a jealousy issues? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, Walter did, you know, start to become, start to become, you know, say real, real self-centered. You know, what I'm saying about a lot of shit. I mean, you yeah. I mean, Walter went to sell that um liquid that they got off the train when when everybody like when Mike wanted out and Jesse kind of wanted out, but Walter didn't want to sell. But how he controlled the whole situation. Walter became power hungry in season five. Towards the end of season four, it was more about staying alive. That's why they had to kill Gus. Speaking of Gus, speaking of Gus to slightly segue us uh, into something Mr. Williams wanted to talk about last episode. But we were getting Gus back. It's better call Saul. Yes, we are. Season three, baby. Can't wait. April 10th. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm. Better call Saul. Have you watched that at all, Williams? Okay. Better call Saul. I mean, yeah, definitely. I watched. I watched the spinoff. I was waiting for the spinoff. I mean, Bob. You know what I'm saying? Bob Odenkirk. You know what I'm saying? I've been definitely. A fan I mean, of I, him I, forever. I've been, I've been David, digging him. Bob I've been, David. I've been digging him since way back in the in the Ben Stiller show. I've been. You know what I'm saying? Oh I, I've been digging man, you pulled like it that. old school. Hell yeah, man! I used to. I used to. Man, ben, the Ben Stiller show easily had. Easily had the like, like one of the one of the you know what I'm saying like like thickest group of you know what I'm saying core group of like you know what I'm saying all star comedians on that damn skit show man you know I don't know I just, I like the fact that each season starts off with some some fucked up version of him in that Cinnabon store it starts and ends there I love it I mean he he left thinking that shit was coming to hit the fan on him and he was never in real danger. You don't think so? I don't think so. You know, I think I we mean, can still tell the story. All the, I think we can redo all of Breaking Bad from Saul's perspective. Because there's so much side shit. And I always said, uh, during the Geeks of the Round shows, I, I really thought you were in some of them, Lou. I guess not. No, I wasn't around. I, I Oh, that's I right. You didn't come around to like, joined... Blacklist or something. No, I yeah. came around. I started watching you guys through Walking Dead. Blacklist and Sleepy Hollow. That's when I started to come around. Blacklist, but um, fuck. What was I just saying? How you could see oh. Breaking Bad perspective through Saul Goodman's Yeah, because I always said during the old Geeks of the Round shows that I really thought that Saul was the big boss of it all. Every time there was a problem, Walt would make a phone call, and Saul would solve it. Walt was the guy taking the risks and making the money, but Saul was the guy who was really pulling the strings. I want to yeah, say Saul have... was pulling the strings. Saul was a criminal lawyer. Saul was a criminal himself. 
and we're going to see that in this season. But that was what was most so necessary. So something proud to make of it work. shit, which made it so good. I mean, dude, literally, I don't know how long they want the show to go, but I honestly think that you're right. The show could probably parallel Breaking Bad in so many aspects. We could probably get more Gus, more Mike, yep. before they meet Walter, and shit hits the fan. Hey, and after this, after that movie, why him? Brian Cranston is like aching for a return to Walter White. Oh, he's doing just fine. I know as far it's as... just been poorly received. I haven't seen it yet, so I'm not not genuinely talking shit. Well, I'll reserve I'll, I'll reserve my opinion on that until until we see him in the Power Rangers movie. Because if that shit tanks, yeah, if that shit tanks, then yeah, we might be we I might I might be inclined to agree with you. Uh, I'm sorry to tell you. Power Rangers is not tanking. It comes out in the best month it could possibly come out in to where it will not tank. I agree. It it's makes, probably not going to tank. It's going to make at least $80 million in the month of March. I never gave two fucks about Power Rangers. I will be watching it for Brian Cranston. Not because he's even Brian Cranston necessarily, but because of how cool it is that he was in the old TV show. How that's like... It used to be considered a blemish on his record, and now he's like this legendary superstar, Brian Cranston, going back to power. You know Rangers. what? No, screw, no, screw that. If 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 Jennifer Aniston can survive being in oh, Leprechaun, oh god, I'm thinking of nipples now. Yeah. Is that is that racist? Fuck, yeah. You just said her name, and I think about nipples. Is that? How's that racist? Is that sexist? No, I mean she wore. She seemed very cold on a lot of episodes, Souls of Friends. So, every I mean, episode, every second of every episode. Okay, how about this? You want to see a good Brian Cranston movie? Watch The Infiltrator. Are Jennifer, oh, are yeah. Jennifer Aniston's nipples in that? No one gives no. a fuck about that dumb bitch. Yes, they do. Her <laughs> nipples they care of. Now, Watch The Infiltrator. Dude, John Leguizamo, Brian Cranston, everybody acted brilliant in that movie. That movie, I was like, "Wow, this is actually fucking good." You know, I mean, you could have did. I mean, they knew what they were doing putting putting John Leguizamo in there. I mean, after all, I mean, Carlito's way, Benny Blanco from the Bronx. I mean, you you got to put that guy in a movie like this. I mean, there's no way you're not gonna put John Leguizamo in a movie like this. You know what I'm saying? Maybe I can get us Perez Hilton famous. I'm not making any allegations here. I'm just saying, when I was a young man in Passaic, New Jersey, in high school. There was a, oh, no. a a a gay man named oh what the fuck was his name it was such a weird name it was I I, I know it sounds bad but it, the name was super gay um, it was like Kareem or not not Kareem but like like cream oh. it was something really really gay um, and he had told me that one of his lovers had picked up. I had hooked up with young comedian at the time. This was the '90s. John Lake was Amo, and yeah, this guy and his sister and all their gay friends—they were my neighbors—and uh, talked to them all the time. And they would tell lots of stories about how that new guy, John Lake was Amo, is one of us. One of us. Gooba gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> Gobble, gobble. So yeah, I'm not making any allegations. I'm not here saying John Leguizamo's gay. I'm not outing him. I'm just saying, hey, got Perez Hilton somewhere, didn't it? <laughs> Draw cocks see, on their faces. But see, Perez Hilton does not have the talent that we have. He does not have. Yeah. He does not have our and talent. He doesn't have my ability. photoshopping skills. I can photoshop much better cocks on the, on people's faces than he did. I'm sure you can, but you can also, but you can also write circles around, you know what I'm saying, his limited ass. You know what I'm you saying? You know so, this I mean, doesn't matter. On. We know none of this matters. We know this. Our talent doesn't matter? No. It, the world is full of the talentless. It's the talentless that get there. The, pro the point is, are we sexy enough? Well, I mean, look, guys, I mean... I can only do so much. I mean, you got you guys got to get in the gym up our sexy, but I mean, come on. I mean, I'm, I'm doing what I can here. I mean, what, what you want me to do? Look, there's a blue woman with three heads. This blue woman with three heads has just come on our ship. Is that what we need? Do we need to be sexy? Okay, let, let, let's be uh, let's be sexy here. Um, no, we just were. Okay, no look, more. Sexy overload. Look, 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 
top. Let, let, let's let's go ahead and do it this way. Let's, let's go ahead and pop culture it out real quick. Okay, let's uh let, let's rate. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's rate in order of of doability. You know what I'm saying? The Kardashians go. Well, you just said Kim's buttocks, and then I just saw them big brown nipples. So I'm gonna say that uh, Kim, uh, then Court Courtney, and then oh geez. I think I might. I think I might be a pedo over over Chloe because I mean I don't even want to touch Chloe, although she's looking not so bad nowadays. And yeah, if it weren't for the Chloe dilemma, I wouldn't even consider the other two for another for another two years. Mm. I, hey, Lou, I've never thought about this wanna... for even one second. That was spare of the moment. It's what we call a freestyle. It's what we call a freestyle in the hood. All right, want to weigh in here? Weigh in on what? Um. We, we're going pop culture here. Um, rate, you know what I'm saying? Rate, list, you know what I'm saying? The Kardashians by order of doability. By order of which Go. you would fuck. Go! All bullshit aside? Oh, jeez. We're getting a candy corn answer. <laughs> the the only, only one that I found out of the Kardashians that I liked was Chloe. Hey, wow, the one I said would be the one that was forcing with a gun. But not 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 like we're putting a gun on her. I not never cared for Kim. Physical violence. And I never cared for Courtney. There was something about Chloe, because Chloe is more down to not anymore, but when she was back in the day, kind of with Lamar. Well, then I'm taking my answer back. If Luke can do this, she was more I down none down to earth. I'll give it to Kim. Than all the sisters combined. I'm gonna stick okay, to fat but- ass and big brown nipples, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna not fuck any of the other ones. How's that? I'm gonna I'm gonna pull a Lou. Okay, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go here. I'm sorry, she's of age now, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Kylie right you at the top pervert. of the list. For me. You filthy little pervert. Oh yeah. I'm putting Kylie right to the top of the list. Two more and years. You, and if and to be honest with you, if she eighteen can, months if, if she can con she's, she can, she's she's not a Kardashian, so Well True, true. Technically, you're right. You didn't say which right. Jenner, in which case it'd be right. Caitlyn. There's, no, there's no technically about it. She's not a Kardashian. She's a Jenner. So there, unless you want to sit there and hit the and hit the audience with the alternative facts. <laughs> wait, before we go on with this, well, te- wait, wait. Well, te- hold, on, hold on. Technically, technically speaking, technically speaking, though, if if, if, if if the rumor mill is true, Chloe's not really a Kardashian. Okay, she's a fuck all that for. <laughs> Let's just forget that for one second because we're actually going far. We you last show you said you wanted to talk about something in a part two. What was that? Because I completely forgot. And honestly, I like the way this is going. We could talk about irrelevant things and TV shows well, from the eighties all fucking episode. But you I did you did say you something. Before we segue into that, don't segue is, into it. Just say what it was, and then go we'll move on. We'll get there where we want. Pipeline, drop in the pipeline. Okay, push, pipeline. Push pipeline. Good. Maybe we won't even talk well, about we, it until next episode. Go ahead. Before we do the pipeline, so if this goes back to the Muslim thing, so if the Lakers play a road game in Toronto, they have to leave Luau Dang behind because he was born in Sudan and has a, U, a United Kingdom citizenship. Well, there should be special circumstances made for that. Clearly. That's like a no-brainer. Really? If, Why? Because he's a billionaire. No, no, no. It, well, yes. Number one, because he's a public figure. Because he's of notoriety. He's notable. He's he's a respectable citizen, or he's respecting whatever dual citizenship, whatever visa, whatever he's got going on. He's got a track record of respecting it, unless there's something otherwise. That is to say, again, I'm not advocating that any of this is right. But if we are, if we are not in a world of manufactured terror. If we are actually in a world purely of reactionary Islamic terrorism, then sure. Now, if we want to stem this off, we want if we want to, if we want to stop it, okay. If we want to stop the aggression, if we want to stop everything that's been going on that's caused this reaction of Islamic terrorism, then yes, we need to close the borders for a minute. We need to reassess everything. We need to we need to get our shit together. We need to get our fucking proper pants on and then turn to the rest of the world as an example, a shining example, and be able to partake in a global community. Here's one question. Participate. If we would have never attacked Iraq for their oil, do you think... 
Bin Laden and them would have attacked us at the tower. For some reason or another, because uh, that's what I'm saying. It, you either believe that, that that was all government sanctioned, or you believe that it was an actual response of of Islamic terrorism. False, false flag. I've got, I've got plenty of pictures and footage that shows plenty of planes, you know what I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Going, going headlong in the buildings that did not go down. We could do hours on this shit. I, I, I at one time was an expert on 9-11 trufism. And then it so, became yeah, a I joke. Mean, and then it became, and then it became semi-acceptable again. And then back to a joke. Did any of you watch War Dogs? Yeah, I loved it. Did you read the tag at the end of the movie? Remind me, I did, but been a while. How the U.S. covered up and created those groups that we're dealing with now. We're selling them guns, weapons, and all that other no shit. No shit. That's what I'm saying. The government creates all of this shit. There's proof, you know, there's proof out there in that gay cowboy pudding. You know, it's out there. And you will see it at the end of the, in, um, the infiltrator as well. There's a tag that says the government started this conspiracy here as well. I mean, Fra I mean Frank Lucas, Frank Lucas. You know what I'm saying? The real Rick Ross. I mean, they, they, these guys, these guys were completely, were completely, you know, saying set up and, and completely, you know, what I'm saying allow. I mean, how in the hell was Frank Lucas? I mean, you, I mean, I mean, they tried to make it about him. He got it in with his cousin who's in the military. But I mean, come on, the use of military, you know, what I'm saying planes and shit like that to trans to transport all of that shit out of there. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's. You know, they, they they they've been doing this. I mean, 9/11 was a was a total false flag. Like like I said, like 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 it's been shown. Bin Laden's family was in New York. You know, what I'm saying the day before it actually happened, and as soon as it did happen, they were they were flown out of there on private jet. I mean, it, this is this is all this is all a setup. And not even that, bro. Bin Laden was an ex CIA agent. Ex current, yeah, who knows. During the during the Russian, the, the, the basic, the basically helped the Russians as far as you know, what I'm saying as far as what was going, you know, what was going on in a certain conflict, you know, what I'm saying I believe in that in Afghanistan. Are you Absolutely. ever an ex CIA agent? And if those CIA ties are true, and if Alex Jones is CIA, and if Trump is tied to Alex Jones and also part of a CIA coup, does that mean that the people who perpetrated 9/11 are truly back in power again? If all of those theories are true. Could that be something? I don't know. I don't know, but I'm going to get the blanket because I'm a little cold. Yeah, yeah, it's chilly down there in Oithan, fucking fancy Florida. He's only cold from the air conditioner. I'm glad I'm not. No, on my Earth. air conditioner. My air conditioner hasn't turned on in three days. If I were on Earth right now, it would be snowing outside my window. There would be an American uh, flag blowing, not by my choice. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't even like flying flags, bro. I mean, so to call me a Trump supporter or any of that shit is weird. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't believe in, I don't believe in America anymore. I believe we're all big people now. And I believe the best form of anarchy you're going to get, Mr. Williams, is the one world government, is the Illuminati. The people that you fear, I believe that there are best hope left. Uh, no, the best form of anarchy is the sons of anarchy. Well, go start oh, a biker like gang then. Grow a fucking Ragnar beard. And start a the start Redwood a original baby, the Redwood original baby. Oh my God! Yeah, okay. Todd, Todd, you could be a, you could be our Clay. Sorry, H, you don't fit in in this show. You call me Clay Aiken. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you could be the leader of the One Niners. <laughs> I'm sure there was a black gentleman on that program at least at one point. I've never seen it, but yeah. there must have been token. Token small he, he could have been the tax sure. man. He he was like the guy who came to do their income taxes one season. No, the you're getting on the way the show. The way the show broke down was the black folks were the drug dealers, except for the one black group that were a, a bunch of outlaws. But you could consider them more like the white blacks. Oh, were they just blackish? No, no, they were black. But you know how people break shit down. Yeah, they broke the. You could break the that crew down as, like the Oreos, because they were so. You know, more than likely they were so, they were so like, white biker gangs. I guess you know. I I, I to, totally get that. But I mean, were they the Uncle Toms? Were they the Cranberry crowd? If you're gonna embrace, you're not gonna embrace. That's that a culture. racial term you know I man? just made up here on the show. Everybody, the Cranberry crowd. So let's make that let's make that into a racist term. 
<laughs> Hashtag cranberry crowd. Make sure to add that. When you upload this to the YouTube to the to Twitter feed, make sure you hashtag Cranberry right, Crowd. I'm gonna have to write that down, Cranberry Crowd, and that was the new term. That's the new racial term for, um, for? what what used to be called Uncle Tom, because Uncle Tom kind of does sound racist for some reason. It sounds it's so innocent, yet it sounds it sounds super racist. It sounds like you're saying something real bad. I mean, well, well in, in that in that situation, I mean. Uh, Uncle Tom, especially when, when you when you think back on that, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just see, it it just really originates from a guy who happened to be named that that was that was so that became so indoctrinated by the white slave masters that he would that he would right. It does have something to do with slavery, doesn't it? It sounds it sounds yeah. like it comes from slavery. Yeah, he would con- this, this, this is the guy who would constantly betray and inform on the other slaves that would try that they would try to make plans, try to escape, and everything like that. So, like Benedict Arnold became a became a universal term of of traitorship. You know, so Uncle Tom became a universal term of double crossing pseudo black people. And you know, and now Cranberry Crowd is the is is the same thing except khakis and dockers and. Um, you know, cranberry. See, the Hamptons crew. I like crew. that, man. <laughs> the Hamptons I don't, crew. But see, Whitewash. I don't. I don't. But see, I don't put. I don't put those who. I don't put black people who are in the punk music who are in the rock. No, music. that's not the cranberry crowd. No, sir. Okay. No, no. We're talking so Hamptons. We're, we're talking yachts. We're talking sitting around playing Yahtzee. Talking to Mortimer about things Randolph had done yesterday. <laughs> that's the cranberry crowd. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. We're creating, we're creating new racism, folks. Because if we keep our racism light going forward in the future, then you know, no one's gonna get hurt. If you're gonna have Um, to be racist, then then keep it, keep it fun. Yeah. So, so basically, cranberry crowds. We we talk about AKA folks, AKA the sellouts. Those people who who try to get in with those. Oh yeah, the sellouts. And by the way, folks. By the way, speaking of sellouts, real big fish. You know what I'm saying? I didn't realize these guys were still out there doing it. They they came out to Norfolk at, at the Norva and they and they performed with anti flag and you know what I'm saying? Pretty pretty good show I hear. You know. I love those guys back in the day. I mean it, I mean, do you guys remember the song Sell Out from Real Big Fish? I do. I never it, they fell more into ska than punk though, right? I mean Yeah, yeah. I mean yeah, they definitely did. Hold on a second. Excuse me. I'm sorry. But look. Okay. Cool. But I mean, I could definitely say in my in, in my teenager, I definitely got into that. Like I said, I mean, real. You know, like I said, real big fish, mighty. You know, what I'm saying the mighty. So mighty you wore a kilt and you up. had a long chain wallet. I I did I had, the chain wallet. I had the chain. I had the chain wallet. I did not have the kilt, but I did have. I did. I did actually get myself a pair of plaid pants. That's cool. That's cool. Look, I wore fucking seventy-inch bottom Jenkos, so I mean, I'm not gonna make fun of any style, and I really don't want to make fun of the kilts. It was more the people wearing the kilts, the pers- those 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 little creatures. Yeah, I was I was getting ready. Weak I, I was little like fish. Going through, yeah, I was figuring out myself as a teen, and I I was almost starting to dress like Fishbone. To be honest with you, fine. That's what I'm saying. I see that. I can see that they dressed a little more punk than. But even their music was too pop punky. I think for me, I was I liked the dirty punk, you know, the heroin addict punk, the Gigi Allens and the. <laughs> I definitely get you, but I mean, I I would just I would just only you know I would just only say that basically that you know what I'm saying that that time like I say well I wasn't quite all the way punk and I still have I still had that stuff that I was getting into like like rancid that was you know what I'm saying that that was easily somebody in the in the punk arena that I was still hated them. I mean. You hate it, Rancid. Yes, but listen, I love Offspring, so uh, you know there's there's my commercial punk, um, commercial oh, punk come on. The kids, confession. The kids are not the kids are not all right. Was not you know what I'm saying? It, it, it was to me. I love that song. Uh, listen, I didn't hate Rancid. There were a few songs that were all right, but I just I don't know. I didn't no, like that you, singer. No, but no, no, but you said you, you said the offspring was like was like more mainstream punk. Yeah, but they're the best the, though. The kids, but, but the kid, but the kids are not all right. Was not you know what I'm saying? But was not to me that shit was powerful. The kids are not all right. That, was, was was a real powerful song. That their was, whole know. album of Americana was powerful. I mean, they were they're a powerful band, 
And even when they would make Pretty Fly for a White Guy, I mean, look, it, that's as jokey and commercial of a song that you can get, but they, they, they pulled it but off. They but they were making, sh- but they were making fun of corny ass white boys right. that, were trying, that they were trying too hard. It was it was awesome. <laughs> it was awesome. Right. <laughs> to me, that that was like them making fun of those of those guys that try way too hard. You know what I'm saying? Like like those guys that that they're not they're totally not being themselves and are trying and, and, and are trying to ingratiate themselves to a certain culture and and they're really just cornballing out. I mean that. I mean they they did a great they did a great thing. Young, get a job. I love I love that song. Get a job. You know what I'm saying? I mean that. That shit was great. I man. know. You, you'll never have to sell Offspring to me. Uh, I, I I I hail them as one of the greats, the one of the greatest bands ever. Forever, but, ever. But, but, but look, but, 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 but Rancid, come on, tell me, tell me, you do not, tell me, you didn't like Ruby Soho. Yeah, yeah I do. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, that's all right, but at the same time, Ruby, 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 Ruby Soho. I'll just listen to Smash Mouth after this song. <laughs> Sound like I got the thumb up my ass. Fuck you, man. Wow. I can't, I can't believe you tried to compare to Smash Mouth. Are you serious? Are you serious? Somebody wow. once told me I sound like Manson. Ruby, Ruby, Ruby Soho. Yo, dude, I think we should start a band. Todd is the lead singer. <laughs> oh my god, that would be classic. Well, we're gonna have to start adding some music in here after a while. Once we're out of space and that part of the production is over with, I, I feel there's some songs. Like I wanted to write a song about Isaiah Mullins because we talk about him a lot, and I thought it would be great to before we even get we just keep talking. About, I think it's just great if we don't have him on the show yet, and we just keep talking about him for a long time and make a myth out of him. But wait a second! Didn't Green? Didn't Green Day already make American Idiot? Yeah, <laughs> are you are you saying that I say is an American idiot? <laughs> he is. You you got that right, buddy. You hey to your question that you posed in the geese of the round chat, Isaiah gave you the IGN wiki. Yeah, fuck page. him. That's why I ignored it. I saw it. Like I can't go to an IGN wiki page. I'm most, mostly talking to stinking Charles, the jerk off face. Because he played the goddamn game and was raving about it. We're talking about Until Dawn, since I don't feel like editing much anymore. Uh, until Dawn, it sucks the balls off a bull. It's 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 a pretty fucking horrible game. If <coughs> if if the ending is all the same as as the one I experienced, if the only variables are who survives and every ending is just a bunch of fucking jerk offs or one jerk off or no jerk offs running out of a fucking motel and a helicopter flying by if that's the end then i'm fucking disappointed the transformers yeah fuck a transformer transformers fuck your green day i fuck a green day is right their new album sounds okay but you know there's a case of i wish when i heard uh, uh h you you might be into this we should also talk about your name because you made a comment last time and i said we should get into it sometime but h you you I don't know were you were into Green Day back in the day I would assume I mean anyone into yeah, punk was I had to kind of have been into them and even during yeah, hardcore activist hardcore activist times before American Idiot I mean I could tell you about all the crowds of real deal punk rockers who were loving on Green Day uh, and memories associated I, with I, this. I still I still buy them even when people tried to you know they tried to call them sellouts and they you know what I'm saying and, and everything like that I still you know what I'm saying I still like what they were doing until they did sell so, out. I mean, okay okay you know what I I did have some I did have some I did take issue with the whole American idiot uh, Broadway all right yeah that could be considered the start before you go I do want to say there was a time where I would agree with what you're saying because. Even as far back as uh, Dookie, people were starting to call them sellouts, you know? Um, so there was always a defense case, and you knew you were getting the same. You remember when Warning came out, and all the stuff that would... That, like, the little bits of the message that they were revealing in that album, and you were like, man, really want some more of this from them. And then American Idiot comes out, and you're like, all right, it's a little extreme, but... It, it's pretty much what I can see how we got here, and it's what we want, and it's good, it's, it's great. 
And then, yeah, the Broadway play, and then 21st Century. They really breakdown. did a Broadway play? Yeah, based on American, well, American Idiot. Idiot. Yeah, it became, it became a musical. It became a musical. And then they just really sold out the whole punk culture and really selling out the revolution thing. And I just think that I Billy Joe I thought Limp Biscuit sold out. Uh, they've been sold no, out Limp, for a long Limp, time. Limp Biscuit, Limp, Limp Biscuit was never real they in the first place. They were sold out. out. You, you, have, you, have to be, you have to be real to, to sell out. When you when, when you poach when you poach a DJ from you know what I'm saying from House of Pain fake like you know a three dollar bill y'all you know create your group you know what I'm saying I mean come on I don't know man my music was stuck was, was very limited rap R and B what you guys are talking is gibberish I have to say that watching Sons of Anarchy gave me a great appreciation for the music in that because the music was just good. Is that what you're watching on your little fancy future phone over there? No, he's playing tr- He's playing the Earth. No, I'm oh, playing Transformers. Transformers. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you, look, man, I, I'm going to tell you, like like I said, growing growing up as an 80s, you know, as an 80s, you know, kid and seeing the MTV only had Herbie Hancock, Prince, Tina Turner, and Michael Jackson, you either was going to try to embrace the music that was on the other music videos that was on MTV or don't watch MTV at all. Or if it was so, a I few mean, years I, later and you were lucky enough, you, you had the option of The Box, which was like a call-in yeah, call request MTV type deal. It was fucking awesome. But they got super, but they had super, you know, they had super good bands and, and, and all that stuff. I mean, hey, you know what? I checked out. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to, I got in the dire straight a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Their, their videos were inventive. They helped, they helped yeah, the put MTV cool. more on the map because, yeah, their videos were, were very ahead of its time and very, you know what I'm saying, very unique. And then, you know, you, you move forward. You know what I'm saying? You had groups that would come along like... I only like them because no of Weird more. Al. Those Dire Straits. Oh, yeah. Huh? I only liked uh, Dire Straits because of Weird Al. Um, really? Yeah, from that okay. one song he did. And I was like, oh, it's that band. But uh, Faith No More, yeah, I still fucking like them. Yeah, I mean, so like I said, it was it was stuff like that. Of course, when you started to come along as a teenager, I mean, that music, like I said, I, I definitely was starting to get more into that. I mean, Metallica, like I said, about at like 10, 11 years old, I would definitely have to say Metallica like blew me away. I was over, you know what I'm saying, a neighbor's house, Not and I. they were playing MTV, and when I saw and when I saw one, I was like, holy, what the hell? What is this right here? I saw you know the appeal. There, there was a taboo, sort of almost dark air around that kind of music. But I don't know. I just never, never, never cared for Metallica too much. Did you know that Katie Seagal sings? Yes, I know. She started yeah. out with some famous singer as a backup singer. Or but she always, but she would always try to ham it up over, you know, what I'm saying on Married with Children every once in a while. She would, you know, say she would sing a little somewhere. You see that she had a little bit of a voice, you know. What I'm saying I, I could definitely tell that. You know, what I'm saying, that I did definitely- as much as I watched Married with Children. I mean, I didn't watch a lot of it, but I never noticed her singing on that show. I didn't know she could sing until I watched her in Sons of Anarchy. She didn't sing on the show, but they played songs that she sang for the soundtrack. And she's married to Kurt Stutter. I knew this much. Hey, you might know, uh, since since we're, we're we're we keep coming back to Sons of Anarchy, Lou's got this obsession going on, sitting there in his blanket show, playing though. Transformers, of, thinking about Sons of Anarchy. One of the greatest Anarchy. shows on American television. That's all he's doing. He we're sitting here talking. He's sitting there, cozied up, thinking about Sons of Anarchy. He Waiting for the ride. Mayans, baby. Waiting for the Mayans. That's yeah, what I was going to ask you. Money, so you just, I would buy me a badass Harley. Hold up, bro. you just you just you just went to what I was going to ask you. Is that spinoff with the Mayans going to happen or not? Yeah, they they um been picked up for a pilot and it comes out in the fall. How fancy, Williams? We should get to your topic, otherwise we're going to have to do it in a part three type of an episode. We we may have to because we're hitting I the end a, of this one. We may have to because I only have a because I only have a couple of hours before I before <laughs> I, I leave out of here and do this kick ass Sunday. We've got ten minutes of showtime left, and then I got to mop Wait, space floors. Ten minutes left until you get ready to go to your strip gig. Huh? Oh, please, man. If I if I was going to a strip gig, I'd be much I'd be much happier about the situation right now. Well, he's been going probably, off probably, into space probably, at night, and he's been. Probably, you probably already see me dressed. 
or undressing. He's been picking up work in space. Dude, really? To supplement the funds you've not been delivering to us. Hey, but you know what? That segues perfectly into the pipeline. How so? Because he's taking it in the pooper? No, yeah. because... No, 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 because no, you know exactly. You know, you know, you know exactly. You know exactly. He has a pipe. Yeah, you know, you know, he knows. He knows why Lou jealous Peckerwood. He knows exactly why. He knows exactly why. He knows why. I want to know. I'm. I want to know. I'm in the dark here. Oh, because oh, because they'll because because this right here, this 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 right here, right here. When 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 women see me, they know what's going. They know what's going on down there. That uh, that that this guy's junk. Is three inches. So you're confirming the, the fact right now. From the floor. You are confirming the fact that what happens after the show is to get us money to eat on the spaceship, you've been going to strip clubs in space and shaking your Darth Vader helmet. And uh, what's his face over here, Lou? He's not been sending us the money. So this is what you had to resort to. That's what you're confirming here now. Had to, had to resort. Had to resort to. Had to resort. Well, to. that was your preference. I was trying to. I was trying to save face for the wifeager, and so that way you could be like, "Honey, I had to do it. This fucking shiny-headed prick wasn't paying us. We needed the money. We were gonna starve to death. We were eating space termites and dust. Space termites and dust. When you when you look when you look like the when you look like the suntan Superman over here. There's no way you could starve. Okay. Well, I know I look like the suntan Superman, but how are you going to eat? So who who, 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 who's the suntan Superman then? Duh, this guy. Who's got who's got two thumbs pointing in the direction of my face? This guy does. That that looks like that looks like a sheet of notebook paper. Incorrect. <laughs> and wrong. Looks like a sheet of notebook paper with pubic hair on it. Wrong. You've got too much uh, <laughs> space dust stuck in your Hitler mustache, buddy. You've been sniffing up too Hitler much space, space dust, and it's stuck in your in your Hitler stash. He says it's Charlie Chaplin, folks, but don't believe him. He's a prick. He's a liar. No, I say Guy Fox. I say I say I got my Guy Fox going on here. Yeah. It starts. It, it, it starts. It, it, it peaks at the top and it slims down towards the yeah, side. Yeah, guy oh, fucks. Man. Guy fucks. We said you were dancing at the strip clubs. We didn't tell the truth. Well, I put. Oh, I put the. I put the Viva Vendetta mask on, and yeah, man, it, it's a. It's, it's quite a hit and out you there. You drill it to him. He goes to town. And I tell him, remember, remember. It's keeping my belly full of, of of <laughs> steak and potatoes. It's keeping my belly full. I tell you. That's what I tell him. I tell him when I get up there on the stage, I tell him, remember, remember the national treasure. No thanks to Lou. Uh, this is how <laughs> we chose to spend the last. Now we have uh, eight minutes left. Really seven, but I'm, I'm a gracious God. Oh, no. No gods and masters in my domain. Smash them. <laughs> now, uh <laughs> I think Lou's going to have to stay out of, of what's going to happen in another episode because uh, uh, I, w- I didn't want to tell you this, but before the show, I was looking at the sonars and reading some of those uh, radar reports, and I was having a conversation with the computer, uh, and we, we've got some enemies ahead of us, and I think we're going to be encountering them very soon in, in the next episode, and since Lou doesn't like to dress up and play... I, I think he's gonna have to. St- we're not gonna have to pick up the line. We're gonna have to b- arrange this whole next show in secret. Don't tell him. And and look, you guys don't want to listen. That's great. Then just trust me. There's wait, there's wait, something wait, no, happening. Wait wait wait. I committed. I committed in front of you. Uh, in front of your John Lennon. I, I committed. You know what I'm saying to, to listening to the shows now. You oh, know you did. So I, I, you I, said you listening I, I, to the I, shows. I, even, I gave a whole. I, I gave a whole Mia Culpa in front of in, in front of you guys, John Lennon, and I, and I said I would. This I would guy. start listening to your to your production work. Yes, yes, he's your John. This I'm is, sorry. This I, is, this I, is I, no I Beatles situation. You guys are the Beatles, and Deano was Yoko. Let Let's just call it what it is. Wow, <laughs> that's a strong that that's a strong <laughs> indictment right there. I'm, I'm going to have to leave Holy that shit. in for scandal purposes. <laughs> Jeez Louise. If I'm building a ship here, I might as well let it sail. So, 
That's that's staying in. That's making the cut. <laughs> hey, well, you know what? Hey, I'm sorry. Hey, look, look. Sometimes, sometimes when when, when that stuff shoots you out, you look wrong. Hey, no, it's good. It's so good. I want, I want, I'm Suge Knight in this game. You know, I'm creating a Biggie Tupac situation, one way or the other, and uh, hopefully none of us get shot, and we just get the. Uh, the Miranda level of fame that should accompany any well, internet superstar. Well, that is only that's only if you are you are plotting you are plotting with you know what I'm saying with whoever's the P Diddy of the situation between Matt and Deano, like like the way P Diddy, Puffy, and Suge Knight were plotting together. In the, that, that's my theory. I anyway. would my, love my theory, to plot with with another, but I I found that going the reality television approach. And just and just being an asshole and leaving you all in the dark, and pulling these these terrible tricks. I I am transparent. I discuss them. Sometimes people miss when I say them. That's okay. Um, that makes it better. Um, but you know, um, I think I think it's good. We're getting some real stuff along with the lies. <laughs> the book of well, lies. I we write. I, I, I can't. I can't wait for the response on that one. I can't wait for the response that comes back on that one if it does if it does get around the people. But that was just, you mean from the dusty of throats it. of the corpse fuckers. So again, folks, like I said, so so we didn't get to the pipeline total discussion at this point. We can definitely do it again. I just you know, hey. Yeah, it's not going to be called the part three. It's just you know, we'll just do it. It's an yeah, ongoing issue but, uh, anyway. We said the words pipeline in this episode like five or six times. So we've met the requisite amount to have kept our promise from last episode. And here's and for, the, <laughs> pipeline, 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 pipeline. And for that, and for and for and for him for moving forward for his own selfish interest, I will on this one say, fuck Donald Trump for that. Fuck him for the, for, for that whole pipeline. I agree. Shit, you know, and even though I said what well, I said, everything he does is for somehow, some way, for his own selfish interest. Hey, look, even I said what I said about this is, uh, you know, this is the world we live in, and these are the shits that come with democracy. Uh, I still think it's a fucky thing. I, I, I don't agree with this pipeline, but I, I don't necessarily but, but, see it as it a almost, major offense, considering we live in a world of major offenses. Our game. But it was starting, but but it was starting to simmer down. It was starting simmer to, to simmer down a bit, and then here comes here comes Trump, to, you know what I'm saying? To, to push it for, and, and now it's like now everybody is getting geared up to to basically you go at it again right and, have, and have to deal with the bullshit again because because now he's like, yeah, go official, go forward with it. I mean, it just come on, man. I mean that that just it was just. I mean, even even with all the situations still being unresolved with all of those people that were. You know what I'm saying? That were brutalized out there during the whole protest. I mean, now it's just like, come on. Now it's like reset once again. I mean, it's... That, Things, like are I said, that, that one. Things are looking very grim, and I don't think I'm going to be able to hold my wait-and-see position too much longer. I mean, it's just a matter of facts, I think. I think I think the sea is coming soon. Yeah, I mean, we, I mean, like I said, that that means that one says a whole lot right there. He really, I mean, sure and, and especially after making no, after making no real mention of the, you know, what I'm saying of the pipeline overall, and I mean, never really having, you know, what I'm saying never really, never really speaking and leave much. He spoke about everything else, how much he would bomb the shit and bomb the shit out of that. I mean, just, I mean, but the really kind of, but like Lou said, I mean, that he he's got he's got vested interest into it. So I mean, it's like, it, it's like. Be the corporate guy, like like you said, Ty. Maybe he's doing, maybe he's doing exactly what you know. What I'm saying, maybe he's being exactly what he's not hiding on being a corporate, a corporate raider, a corporate guy. And all this is is just, it's just the cost of doing business. And now you know, what I'm saying now this, now this bullshit is just like I said, probably what he considers the the cost of doing fucking business. And from that is but where we're supposed to rise, though. If if that is all face value, that is a good thing because. That means we can rise up. That means the game is not as rigged as we've been led to believe all this time. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I just don't know because see, he has he has the money to play that game. See, that, that that's, that's always been the one. Factor. We got the numbers. The revolution has the numbers. You can have all the money in the world, but it, I mean, if you're gonna turn over that many stones, you might get bit by some bugs. 
to enough. I mean, true enough. But I mean, the revolution has definitely got to be able to defend itself out there. It won't be much of a revolution to speak of. Well, that's why that's why they got to stop joining in with the Democrats is trying to take away the fucking guns. I, I get looked at like a right winger when I say don't touch the fucking guns. You know, look at look at England. Yeah, there's no murders. And you know what? I kind of agree. I, I it would go in with the one world government if we can get that sort of of a of a big brother control. It could be a good thing. It would probably be a bad thing, but it could be done in a good way. It doesn't have to be terrible. Um, they have no guns, but they're they're you know they're they're under constant surveillance, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know what I mean? And a lot of their liberties have allegedly been stripped from them. And they look at stuff that we consider inalienable rights of birth uh, as as these bizarre whims of divas. Because, I mean, conditioning, conditioning tells you that. Conditioning tells you, I mean, like, like many people that are part of religion, they're, they're being taught, like, 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 I, like we talked about before, being taught that suffering, you know what I'm saying, is like the, is like the fast track to, you know what I'm saying, to the heavenly gate. You know, so if you suffer in the real life, that your that all the days of your life, all the days of your afterlife will be of will be of great, great, you know what I'm saying, great, great pleasure in everything you ever wanted. So it's like, you know what I'm saying, have a shitty life down here it will ensure I mean it's it's like it's that it's that type of thing. It's Zippity that doodah. Type of, Dippity day. You know, it's that type of whole good people, you know what I'm saying, the good people struggle and they and they buckle down and they do this and they do that and, and you know and, and this is how and this and by this way the the overall the greater good you know what I'm saying works the greater good stays solid if people you know make sacrifices and and, and give over to the greater good you know it's that same it's that same type of indoctrination so that's you know yeah well if this is what we've been indoctrinated to believe that what we, what we accept as the common idea of freedom is right or is it just another conditioning that's a whole other story in and of itself isn't it well, it is, and I mean, so I, I think, I think it's just like it goes back to that, to one of the, uh, to one of the things in anarchy is that no one can tell you what's best for your life, you know, what I'm saying better than you. So only you know what you know, say what your true definition of freedom is, and 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 that's what that's what true freedom is. Freedom is like what you know, what I'm saying what do you want to do? What do you want to pursue? What do you want to do in your life? I mean, that's only you knows what you know, what I'm saying what's true freedom for you. One world government can bring you that. I mean, it just makes most logical sense that if you're going to have a control over everything, that you need to let all the little pieces be what they are, because there is no whole without the smaller pieces, you know, the inner workings of the machine. And it's best to let everyone pursue their liberties and have their justice um, to make that work. So if we were to get there... It would be more logical to appease us than to appall us. I don't, but see, I, I guess I, I'm still under the feeling that I don't need anyone else's approval to live my life. We don't have so approval. One, we just have, like, bodyguards. We've got a government making sure we have this, you know, one world government, the Great Pyramid, not even a fucking person, just a symbol of, of something, a secret and this great pyramid, it's got a giant eye on top of it, and that eye is watching out for all of us. No war, mm. no famine, no disease. We move towards singularity. We're able to use technology to evolve into a greater species, a species that needs a disembodied voice to lead us. Somebody needs to lead us to that promised land. Why can't the pyramid be our Moses? And why can't this? And why can't Soylent Green be our national food? If I mean, that's I, I, what I, it I takes know, us to the singularity, grind them corpses. <laughs> well, on that one, we'll we'll leave people to really think on that one because I, I don't, I don't think that that's a that's an interesting conversation for us to have one another time. Grind them corpses, folks. Do. This was the morning alarm. I think we'll have to have a proper outro theme song for this. How about no one's going to take me alive from Muse? <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to do that. Well, we'll, we'll, oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Sorry about that. Forgot it. Forgot it. We're not allowed. All right. That's it. Good day, everybody. Peace out of here. Transformers. Bye-bye. 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 You have just listened to another episode of The Morning Alarm.
Another exciting podcast production. Terminating podcast transmission. Commencing royalty-free generic space music outro. Bye-bye.